Given the effects of the pandemic and social isolation over the past two years, community has become critical to our overall well-being. As a creator, you hold the power of giving your audience a sense of belonging and purpose towards something great. Other than your content, building a community is a powerful way to make an impact. But where do you begin? You already know, it's the Creator Spaces show. Instead of scouring hundreds of articles to connect the dots, here's the most practical way of getting started. I think before you go ahead and start building your own thing, I first immerse myself in other people's communities. And that helped me realize how much potential there is for people who decide to share their work online. That helped me realize how many opportunities you can get through putting yourself out there. And that also empowered me to give it a try. Start by choosing one community that resonates with you the most. By doing this, you get firsthand experience on how communities function and you connect with like-minded people, leveraging the community to grow your audience even further. Now you've got the inspiration. But where do you go from there? How do you actually turn your audience into a community? The brilliance of what creators have is they have these pre-filtered communities. One of our clients is Airac. People that watch Airac see the world a certain way. They care about certain things. And so what we can now do now that he has a community of 1.5 million people watching him consistently every week is start to understand who is that person and what are they looking for in the world and like how can we help them get more of what they're looking for in the world. And those are the types of things that get us really excited is like really connecting the dots for people in a community. And instead of someone just sitting and watching YouTube videos, it's like, how do we help them bring whatever that lifestyle is offline? How do we build the infrastructure? And so with Eric, what we've realized is that a lot of the people that follow him are interested in becoming creators. That's the mm -hmm. thing that they want to do. They're looking at him because he's rising at a time where everyone's telling the story of, oh, it's really hard to break out on YouTube right now. And he is breaking out. And so we've developed a program called Creator Now, where it's a very similar to a ship 30 for 30 but with video and creators are publishing a video every six weeks sorry once every week for six weeks so That's, six videos in six weeks got it. and what we realized in selling that into his audience was like that was the first time that we found a, a click moment where it was like his audience really loved what we were bringing to the table and it's because that's actually what they want right from him and that's why they're following him is they're watching him for the map of how do you do this at scale that's what gets really exciting is you go like every creator has a slightly different angle and worldview and their community shares that worldview to some extent and then how do you just start developing things that are actually made for that community rather than just using creators as the marketing vehicle for any random toothpaste or random deodorant or product. What can you actually create for these people that make them feel more connected to whatever the kind of worldview is offline as well? Knowing exactly what your audience wants from you makes everything 10 times easier. You get a fair understanding of where your effort should be focused and what needs improvement. After all, what gets measured gets managed. When you get into those sort of community engagement metrics, what's the measure of a great community? It's a really good question. And kind of have a general feeling that it's a lot of really intangible things, but that it's mostly measured around engagement. So I'll say for Creator Now, our main metric of success and like something we're doing on the exit interviews is did you make friends with one person that you're going to talk to when this program is over? Ooh. That's like our number one metric of success. So actually the way that we asked it was, did you make at least one friend that you'll talk to? And then the next question was something like, how many did you make? And there was a bunch of options. Love that. So, awesome. Yeah. yeah. 
So you were mentioning, was it the six videos? Yeah, that was our second metric of success. Because my fundamental kind of idea around this stuff is if you're pointed towards a goal together, there's a reason to be bought in. I think what we're seeing as a struggle in digital communities is if there's no real distinct reason that you're interacting, a lot of people get really disengaged very quickly or they just don't know what the rules of engagement are. And so part of our thesis was we could develop these teams that were all pointed towards the same goal together and give them places to connect. So are people walking away with one or more friends? And then on top of that, is that thesis around you being pointed at the same goal actually even correct in terms of getting you to engage? And are those two things correlated at all? You'll get the most out of your community by setting parameters. This allows the ongoing engagement to hold actual value to the members. Something you're going to pick up quick when you immerse yourself in other people's communities. Nonetheless, here are four effective ways to manage your community once you lay the foundation. The big thing that I keep hearing when it comes to building a brand and monetizing the community around a creator is it's about effectively packaging that connection because they want a bit of that golden touch from the creator. And so it's just about walling access. Is that how you see it or is it a little more complex? I think part of the human experience is looking for teachers and people that will tell you this is how you do it and you want to get a little bit closer to the sun. And we all have that capacity to look for answers in the people that seem ahead of us on what Whatever path we want to go on. But I think what we're trying to do, at least, is use that as the hook and then actually create something that's way more engaging than you just being closer to the sun. I don't want a world in which a bunch of people are just following Eric and all they care about is just being able to message with him one on one and that's the only thing that matters. I would rather use that as the hook and then develop a really tight knit community where they realize, oh my gosh, look at all my peers that are so incredible. And now I can connect with them and collaborate with them and do that. And so that's how I think of creators in general is they're a hook on these worldviews or they're a hook on these ideas. And instead of paywalling content and just making some doing cameos or some kind of OnlyFans or whatever the heck, that's not interesting to us. What's more interesting is can you use that as a hook and then create a community that's way more engaged off the back end of it. I've been coming up with different ideas on how to build my presence. So I stopped doing my daily essays. I would still go put out different types of content, but I was more focused on developing relationships online because that's when I launched Creator Sandbox, which is accountability group that I'm building. So Creator Sandbox, basically, I got the idea because I was in multiple accountability groups with five different people. And so I noticed it was taking a lot of my time and we were like talking about the exact same thing because I've built a relationship with multiple individual creators and I pitched the idea to them asking, hey, would you want to do this with maybe 10, 15 other people and we're going to meet bi-weekly so that we can still catch up and talk about our struggles, our wins during this journey. And I asked them whether they would pay for it and they said, yes, if you launch it, I'll join. So I gathered some data before before I launched or did anything. And so how's it going? It's going great. It's small right now, it's invitation only. It's paid so that it, not everybody can join, just so that it's a little bit high quality. Yeah, And money is a great way to create a bar to make sure they're serious. Yeah, exactly. So talk to me a bit about the community. How has 
SAS Reddit come into existence? How long have you had it in your control? And uh, how is it? Absolutely. I've taken over the subreddit, I think, two and a half years ago. And when I took over, it had about 4,000 subscribers. In the meantime, we've grown it to 20,000. And I think really the acceleration in growth is going to be seen in the following months as it's only recently that I started doing these bi-weekly AMAs, which, you know, there's stuff in it for the community, there's stuff in it for the guests as they get exposed to a... We had Hitan Shah the other day, and he was saying how he loved the questions because he said all the questions were from a bunch of people just trying to create something that is good for the world. So although it's not to my credit necessarily, that really felt like a good compliment because our aim, even though despite what I just said our aim isn't to grow to be like Reddit Entrepreneur which has almost a million subscribers I at least want to keep a targeted audience which is what Heaton's compliment was about trying to keep the community, I don't want to say pure, but targeted. I'm at a loss for words here, but I, I guess people understand what I mean. To grow it, it has to grow in a healthy manner, unlike a unicorn or what the startup world is used to. And that materializes in people finding a place in it. People who are actually just about SaaS. Because you've got indie hackers, but indie hackers isn't just SaaS. Or you've got red entrepreneur. Yeah, I'm but... mostly a productized service indie hacker. Yeah, there we go. So we accept people from all kinds of... Look, so productized, that's a perfect example. Subscription, not entirely SaaS, but there's a lot of overlap with SaaS people. So if you come every now and then and talk about those areas that overlap, hey guys, what do you do about churn? What do you do about Stripe integrating with this and that? What do you do about the email workflow to people who might or might not convert? That's a lot of overlap. And if you, Michael, keep in your head this place of, oh, Reddit SaaS, that's where I find a bunch of SaaS geeks or very targeted <laughs> SaaS interested people, that's really my aim. Now, I still haven't answered the question, which is how we grew. We, we try to keep at bay people who don't fit into this or people yeah. who are too foreign or what bigger subreddits are accused of. Oh, we've grown past this point and now it's only people shilling their product. In Reddit SaaS, I have this luck of it's a good thing to be transparent. But for instance, I would remove a post that just self-promotes. But if you're smart about it and you self-promote, but you also share your top 10 findings when you reach this milestone of 10K MRR or whatever, there, there's win-win for everybody. You take that space at free advertising, but you also teach others off, even if it's bullet point list. We had this gentleman called Stefan from Friendly.is. He posted on Indie Hackers and he had some good engagement about reaching 10K in MRR. And I said, hey, would you like to post on the subreddit? Maybe I can help you shape it. And we had a quick convo and most of the credit is his, not mine. But his post is now in the top 10 posts of all time. And that's right below Saba, which I just mentioned from Veed, whose post is an AMA and his title is after being rejected by Y Combinator, we've bootstrapped a company to $4 million in ARR in under two years. So that's a mouthful there. Yeah. But right below, you will see Stefan sharing his 10K MRR milestone nice. just because he shared the bullet point list of some things he's found. And this proves again that it doesn't have to be 3,000 word article. So that's a very long-winded example of how we're trying to keep the community yeah, targeted. I, think, I know you don't like the phrasing, but I think keeping it a pure community is probably the best way to answer that question um, yeah keeping it clean from outside interference might be another way to phrase it absolutely well. a community is a collective space where the diverse experiences perspectives and opinions have a big potential to create innovation you now have what it takes to build one go forth and use your powers for good